We have <clears throat> in this parsha, <clears throat> excuse me, in this parsha and the next parsha, Tazrim and Tzora are revolving around the idea of Tzaras, Tzaras on the skin, Tzaras on the begodim, and Tzaras, of course, in the gebotim. Uh, on the house, we have the Sigi and Sanhedrin. Did it happen? Did it not happen? What do you mean? I saw it. I saw the mount. Big discussion whether it really occurred, but obviously there's so many lessons, so many messages to be gleaned. Let's start with the Maril Tzins. The Maril Tzins writes in his Moloha Omer, uh, back in Parshish Noach, Rashi told us uh, that lo nechtam gezardinam ala gezel, and the end of the day, what happened? There was a, a mechia, there was a complete annihilation, a total wipeout of the yakum, of the entire world. All because of what? Right? Now we know from these parshas, Tazrim and Torah, that what does the Amishter do? First he sends Nagom onto the bottom. He sends you Tzaras onto the house and he gives you a wake-up call. If you get the wake-up call, great. If it doesn't work, then it gets a little closer to the mensh. Then the Tzaras, the leprosy, affects your clothing far more uh, close to the individual himself, but not yet the Nige Basar. It's not going to hit the flesh until you don't get all the, the wake-up calls, then that's the last resort. That's Tsaras on the Gulf of Nadarm Samadala Bezim at Savis Khosh of Kamais. When Kilo do you get to that stage? Only when you didn't get the lesson from the Nega on the bias, you didn't get the lesson from the Nega on the Begodim. Now Hashem says, as the last resort, I'm going to give you Nagoim on the mensh himself. So one can ask the question, ask the Malah Omer, when we go to Parshish Noah, how we see that they wish to wipe out the entire Bria. I don't understand Hashem. Give them a wake-up call. Give them like, do it gradually. Do it piecemeal. First give them Nagoim on the Batim. And after the Batim, then get their clothing, get their cars, get their possessions, and then hit the Guf. Hello, what? That's Rashi Al-Pichazol. On Gezel, you're worthy of getting destroyed no, but because Lonetum Gzadim, I guess everybody stole everybody else's house and everyone else's car and everyone else's clothing, everything was stolen. Abish just says, What do you want from me? I can't, you got my back against the wall. I can't go ahead and give you the Negei Bottom because the house doesn't belong to you. You robbed your friend of his apartment. I want to get you. Saras and your clothing on your car. I can't because it doesn't belong to you. I have to go right to the goof. I gave you a chance. If you stole everything from everybody else, I have no choice but to give you Nagoim right away. And that's why the Dora Malba was worthy of destruction. Asks Rav Moshe Sternbuch. A beautiful insight in Tom Vadas in this week's parsha. Neged Saras Kesivi Adam and Perkin Gimel Posik Tess and Parsha Tazria Yeshlut Mo Seidam Akros. Asks from Moshe Sturmbuch the Tom Vadas the Chuvas Van Hogas. He says, I don't understand. We know that it should go what? In ascending order. Let's start. Just like the Makos, right? You start with the Makos. We see from the Maral and somebody else. It's Dom Tzvadeh, Kinamar. We always go up. We're going up in Madragas. So what's going on over here? We start with what? Adam Ketziyatsu. We start with Tzaras and the Guf. It's Seda Fuch. Why is it this way? We should have commenced with what? Nigei Batim. Because they are Kalam Heim and Nigei Begodim. Vachamurim Heim Nigei Aguf. We should have started with the Tzaras on the house. Then transitioned to Tzaras on the Begodim. And then, ah, if you don't pick up all the lessons, then we'll be Messiah with Negei Gov. You should start with the Kal. That's Seder Aonche. 
And that is how the Abishta works, exactly what we just described in the name of the Lahomer. You start with lesson number one. If you got the lesson, Gavaldik, you got the wake-up call, I'm Ardik. I don't have to give you anything more. You didn't get the wake-up call, then I got to keep going. It's the same way of Scheinberg. There's a fascinating man, the people that he loves the most. You know what he does? He gives you money, and then he causes you pain by taking away the money that you just got as an extra gift. If you're Mamash Tzadik, then he's not going to get you on the goof. He's not even going to get you on your clothing. And how even is he going to get you on the bias? I know what's even more removed than the bias? Your money, but money that's not even part of your carrot. Not even money that you had to work so hard for. Hashem Kino gave you a windfall. He gave you extra money. And then he took away that money. Can you imagine somebody uh, gave him a, gave you a Bitcoin for your bar mitzvah present. Next thing you know, a Bitcoin, you know, ah, and then all of a sudden, oh, then it takes a big uh, fall for the worst. Oh, you lost out the pain of losing. That's not the losing. You never lost a carrot. Hashem gave you a gift, and then he's taking away the gift. That's even more one step removed. That's for the people that they sure loves the most. We should be going in ascending order. We should have started our Parshish Tazria, commencing with the Nigei Batim, moving on to Nigei Begodim, and then finally closing with Nigei Odom, Tzorach Ian, what's going on with the order. And if you even look in Devei Rabbim, the end of Tumas Tzaras, someone is Masapoloshin Hara, what happens? The Rabbim says, Mishtanis Kiris Beso. And that is practically in the Misa, when he's writing his Magnum Opus Mishnah Tyra, he's telling us, and it's serious, what happens? David first afflicts the house, and Ahmed Baruch. And then at the end of the day, if you didn't get the wake call from the house of the possessions, the last resort is the tsaras on the goof itself. Explains our Sturmbach, you know why the Torah goes in this order? Listen to this Murdoch insight, Rabbi Saivanira. The most stringent of them all are the Nikkei Gufo. Uh, but Hashem says what? First time you're going to give it an Onish Kal. An Onish Kal like Nikkei Begodim and Nikkei Batim. But when the Torah is giving the Asaurus and it's teaching a person not to sin, why do we need to know all these things? What's the whole point? Especially a base of Manugo, what is the Gemara saying? Hashem says it's here for the lesson. It doesn't have to be here for the Lamaisa. The Gemara says. And what are they all here for? So you saw Salanta writes in all Yisrael. And that means what? Taira is built with the Tznai of Almanas Lalami. The Sigan Moikot in the Kedushin. There's a built in stipulation. Torah has to be Almanas. I'm sorry, Almanas Lasso. So it has to bring Lidea Sia. Sigan the end of first park above Akami Yazayan Amanal. What's great? Aliman Amaisa. It's great. Shemeven Lidea Maisa. It comes with a built in Tznai of Almanas Lasso. That's not why we're learning. We're learning. We're learning in order to learn, even if it doesn't translate ever into Asiyah. We're learning for learning, so there are messages. So what's the message over here? The Torah is telling you, no, let's start with Nikkei Gufo. And why would Hashem give tzaras onto a person's goof? But you know what can happen? The Yitzhar could say, hey, you know what? Ruvain, Ruvain, Goldstein, you just got tzaras on your goof. But you know what? The Yitzhar gets you. He says, why should I get a wake-up call? Now, the Gemara tells us in the first part of Brachos, hey, I'm an Aleph, Haroi Yisurin Bonolov, Yemashesh Maisav, Ikrami Yefashesh Maisav, Ayinam Chamas Hashor, the difference between Pishmash and Nishmash. Akoponim, you have Yisurin coming on your 
So what do you do? You start scrutinizing your ways and you start examining your ways. So David starts teaching us an important lesson. You know what's going to happen if there's Saras on the Gulf? Yitzhak is going to say, oh, it's not Saras. You just you have a little rash over here. I know it's not because of Lashon Hara. It's not because of any metaphysical disease called Saras. No, it's nothing in the sort. The Yitzhak is going to say, it's a mimicry of Gulf. And then we're going to get into the laws of Tsaras. And you know what's going to happen sometimes? I'm telling you, the HR is going to convince you that even if a person gets Tsaras, you're going to dismiss it to know it's not a wake-up call. I'm not going to learn the lesson. Maybe it's just a disease. It's a rash. And you might dismiss it. It's not a wake-up call from the Yitzhar. So how does Hashem really wake you up? Then he's going to give you what? Nigei begodim. What's Nigei begodim? B'derch nisim ba'enam tevi'im. Rang mishim shonu b'chatom. Atami yasvivom. Nanoshim gama godesh kishul degubom. Tsaras doesn't happen on clothing. Elowat Hashem is saying, you're right. Avada, first I'm going to hit the house. Like the Ramah makes clear in Tumasaras. I'm going to hit the house. If you don't wake up, I'm going to hit the begodim. You don't wake up, I'm going to hit the gulf. But when the Torah is being masa, the Torah is telling you already, well, if you ever were to get Tsaras, don't go and dismiss it. Don't dismiss it. Why? Because I want you to know, it's an easy way out. The Yitzhara might say it's a regular ailment. It's a regular affliction that might be Olam Kimenhoganoeg. So now let me teach you about something like Nigei Begodim and then Nigei Batim, which is supernatural. It's metaphysical. It doesn't make sense. Tsarastas doesn't grow on houses. So what is this? This is Me'ala Teva. This is Derech Nisi. And that's all to wake you go. Mosipa Tolam Deina Musar La'or Leva Chayte Shagam Beisa Shalot Mushma Mediburo And I'm teaching you what? And not only am I going to give you a wake-up call by doing something Nisi, but I'm going to show you what? That, what do you mean my clothing? What's, what's why I'm holding them? do anything. My clothing doesn't have dust. I understand if a body has to suffer. Why does my clothing have to suffer? Mr. says, you know why? Because your clothing is mushba from your deeper. Your clothing is going to suffer negative consequences because of the way you speak. And you think, oh, what's the big deal about the Kiros base of what we know? Chaim Shalom, it's the Miros Shashiva. And they wanted to tear down the walls of the base and take it apart to expand. Chaim Shalom says, you can add on to it, but don't take away the stones. You're not touching these stones. Why? You know how much Tyra these stones have absorbed of all the masminim, all the bachram, and all the younger light over the years. Chai Shlomo said, you're not touching these stones. Don't touch these avonim. You can add on to it. And now you go to the mirror today and you see all the unbelievable Beisheshai, all the Batei Medrash, and the end they but the original stones that absorbed so much Kedusha Satyra same way, who wouldn't want to have Rechaim Kanevsky Svarit? When I went to last week to pay a ship visit, Rechaim Kanevsky, many back in Rechaman Hatzan, look what happens today when the Golden Hadar leaves, and there's Rameyar Bergman, Rashach Zaydim already said, Hi, Vesmer, what's going to be when we lost the Golden Hadar? We don't have the Shmira, Rabbi said, Rechaman, we don't have the Shmira of the Golden Befratim and Ebrah. So when I went to pay a ship visit, you couldn't see any of the Svarim. They boarded up all the Svarim. Why did they board up all the Svarim? You didn't see any Svarim out. They boarded up, you know why? Because there's a history of people going into Bate Ovo by Gedoli Yisrael and they steal the Svarim. They take a Sefer and next thing you know it's on eBay and then it's gone. Oh, I have Rav Chaim's Ketzois, I have Rav Chaim's Nesivas. So they boarded up all the Svarim so that nobody accidentally walks out with a Sefer. Could you believe it? Why? Because there's a history of this. It's this day. People walk out next thing you know it's being sold on eBay on, on an auction site because somebody walked out so they had to board up all the Svarim.
Because now precious it would be to have the shtender of Rechaim Kineski, to have the Sfarim of Rechaim Kineski. I remember uh, last year I saw in a Geniza auction, uh, I love the Chazanish, and they were all auctioning off a volume of the Chazanish's Gemara Avodah Zarah. Uh, Gemara Avodah Zarah, the Chazanish, starting price $10,000. It was a little bit out of my league. I think it went for $30,000. It had a few Gilyonos and the margin of the Can you imagine the Chazanish used this Gemara? Uh, I say use this Gemara. The Hashpah is even on this for it. I have to throw in, I was going to finish on time tonight, by the way, but I have to throw in this amazing Maisa. You'll forgive me, Meirosh. Uh, once in a while, I go a little over time. Uh, so it's mamish, an amazing Maisa. On Pesach, he would only use Pesach, he would only use Farim, that he checked every single individual page. That's his Chumrah. We know Paskin that way, most most but he would check every page that makes sure there's no crumb. You don't want to be in the middle of learning, put a crumb to your mouth. Every page has to be checked. So a Gabai, Talmud of the Chabinarov, Dober Shvidenfeld was one time visiting the Chazanish Chalamayn Pesach, and he saw Shal Shuvah's Dover Meisham, the Chabinarov's Shuvah's on the table of the Chazanish, and during Chalamayn Pesach, he runs back, he says, Rebbe, Rebbe, I'll look how much the Chazanish, the God He's learning your sefer. He says that's not a shvach. Chazanish only learns this form that he checked every page, or he only learns a sefer that he knows bevados. He never touched the whole year. Amele says he has my sefer because he needed to learn a sefer that he knew he didn't touch the whole year. That's why he's learning my dovim right now. So while Chazanish had his gabai and Shabbos prepare all the form and all the gemaras, middle of chamoid pesach, all of a sudden he realizes he has to chazer sugins vachim. He looks. He didn't prepare a gemaras vachim. What's he going to do? He can't borrow gemaras vachim anywhere because he holds the chumrah. Every individual page needs to be checked. And you never know, somebody could have been eating a Sivgani or Hanukkah time over Gemara's Vachim. So the other day, where's he going to get a Gemara's Vachim from? Ah, see, he says to his Galbai, go find out who got married the week before Pesach. Who got a Chosen Shas, a brand new Chosen Shas, the week before Pesach, and give me his Gemara's Vachim. So the Galbai finds out who locally in Menei Brak had got a married Posh at the week before Pesach, and he says, oh, the Chosenish needs to borrow Rabbi Yaakov. Can you lend him? Can I lend him? Chosenish is going to use my Gemara, yeah, let him use it. Hanu says to the Chosenish, takes this Chosen's Gemara Zvachim, and he's learning Zvachim and Chomoy Pesach. How you doing? The dark of the Chosenish, what he used to write while he's in the middle of learning. Now, the Chosenish held the Kula that all the posts can agree. If you're worried, maybe you're going to forget a part. You're allowed to write on Chomoy to write Torah if you're worried you're going to forget it. Chosenish showed not just if you're worried you're going to forget it. If it's Messiah, Derek Limudo. If it encourages, assists you in the learning, it's Messiah in any way, shape, or form, you'll let it write. So Chazanish, he was learning Zvachim of the Chazan Shas, and as he's in the middle of learning, he's writing in, in Chamo, he's writing a few horrors, a few yards. The Gabi says, Rebbe, Rebbe, it's not your Gemara Zvachim. He says, I know it's not my Gemara, but I think that Chazan will be happy that he has the Chazanish's Gilyonos and his Gemara of right? Who knows if that was the Gemara of Onazara? Oh, that was the Zvachim. Right? That was being awesome. Imagine that Chazan. He's got a $30,000 Gemara. Because the Chazanish, well, he only used it one time. I don't know how much, but that's what they're worried about. They when he said this hashpah, the Chazanish held the safer. He wrote in the safer, his glasses went for a few thousand dollars. The hashpah of tzaddik extends onto his possessions, onto his bias. And the Yidik Kisab, the Averis of a Mensch, also extend onto your possessions. That's the lesson over here. And what's the lesson, Givaldi? 
Torah is Mosif Lamdeinu Musar. The Oral Lebacher Shagam Beisah Shalodah Mushma Mediburo, and that's what Chazami Kiras Beisah Shalodah Meidin Masicho. You're going to say, "Oh, he was I never spoke Lashon Hara." Yeah, the walls of your house are going to testify in front of based on Shemayla every word that they absorb. On this lesson, our Yedeza Yisora Adam Golda Hashbas Achetsha Noshim Lo B'Dershonais. So first, we start with what Nige Atzmo. It's it is the most Chomer and Onesh Weiss, but out lessons you don't get the wake up from that lesson as much. You know why? Because you say, okay, you got Saras, maybe ate something wrong. You're not going to attribute, but when you get Saras in your begotten, you get Saras on your walls, and that's clearly Muskum Lekuliyamas Lamayim Manatev is both Fenisi. That'll be a wake-up call. That'll be a message that you're going to get. And that's why Hashem says, let me finish off with that. This is the most Chomer Onesh, but I want to teach you a lesson, and that's a lesson of the Nigei Begodim and the Nigei Batim, and that's going to be, ah, that lesson. Now we're going to go up in ascending order. Have a wonderful night, a great rest of the we get, we should know no more Tzoros. And Met Hashem, we should have the Kiras Batenu and Basement Roshenu and Botek. And it says it should all be made on the Torah. Met Hashem, we should be Zaychir to learn to see Reb Chaim again and greet Mashiach Tzidkenu B'Mehera. Chanani Menachem Shomer.